All right, so in this episode of the Build My Online Store, we're actually going to go over Facebook advertising and how to do the paid advertising specifically. This is going to be more of a basic tutorial. We'll jump into it unless, Terry, is there anything you want to talk about before no, we... No, just get started. For those that don't know, the way that Facebook makes money is off advertising. Just like I have a lot of friends that complain about the Google ads, and they're like, oh, that's really annoying. Like, Why do they have those ads there? Well, they need to. That's the only way that Google makes money. So this is how Facebook is a multi-billion dollar company is off their, their ads platform. And I'm actually just, I'll tell a little quick story about a friend of mine. This is probably the first time I realized how powerful Facebook ads potentially can be. I have actually two friends that own this company called Abs Pancakes. And they sell basically pancakes that are protein pancakes that are, you know, obviously if you eat a lot of them, hopefully they're not going to make you fat. And when I first met them, I asked them, yeah, I asked them, how did you, how do you market your products? That's one of my favorite questions to ask new e-commerce people is, how do you get people to your site? How do you get people to buy? And they kind of just looked at me and said, well, Facebook ads. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, are you doing this kind of target? Like, what are you doing? And I tried to really dive deep and, and not to downplay, I'm sure there were experts at it, but they didn't seem like they knew any secrets to the Facebook ads platform that... I didn't know myself, so it kind of started piquing my interest. Since then, I've experimented a lot with Facebook ads, spent a few thousand dollars, but it's still still something I want to learn more about and I'm continuing to learn more about. So the benefits, the big benefits of Facebook ads is that you can target really, really tight targeting. You can say, I want to only target women, women 18 to 35 who like, uh, I don't know, like a certain kind of magazine but don't like this other thing, and they like you know uh, a third thing. For instance, they like this. What's a People magazine? But they don't like Us magazine. I think that's a magazine. And really go deeply into the kind of people you want to target. Yeah, I guess like going and, off that, yeah. like I guess yeah. it's like three or four buckets you can say. Basically, like uh, people who have visited your site before, which would kind of be retargeting. Uh, people who haven't been to your site, which is kind of cold traffic. Uh, people who have bought from your site or people who have been to your site but haven't bought. You can kind of like, I guess, put people into four different buckets based on uh, the Facebook pixel. Because when it first came out, it was basically just running ads on people based on interest. But now you can be like, all right, if they visited this web page on my site but they didn't see the checkout page, you know, move them into this little bucket audience and then do separate ads from them too. So it's getting, it's gotten like a lot more advanced in the past two years, even the one oh, yeah. year, I would say, in terms of like yeah. what you can do. So... Uh, compared to like when it first started out, uh, it's kind of a cool thing to actually look into now too. So we'll get into the more details later. But so. yeah, there's there's so much you can do. I, and I guess it comes down to, for me at least, one of two things: either you're trying to get the email, or you're trying to get people to your site. And one of the things I think is really powerful, I think you'll agree, Terry, is getting that email, and then you can actually try to finish the sale off with email marketing. Yeah. So some of the, we'll, we'll get into the, I'll do the whole screen flow in just a second here, but two of the biggest objections, I've been asking a lot of people like, why aren't you trying Facebook ads? And this is the same, I think, objections that I had for a long time is, one, it's not right for my business. And there probably are businesses that it's not right for, but for, I'd say, a lot of businesses, if you, if you do it correctly, it is correct. For instance, well, with mine, we're selling dance clothing. I can target people that are just interested in, in dance uh, Chris, I know you, you sell rebar pins, so you could target potentially people that are in construction field of work, which normally when you think of people that would buy rebar pins, it's probably not like social media is 
a, a lot of people's first idea. But it's like you can target so tightly. Another thing I realized is I can target dance instructors or dance studio owners, which is amazing. Um, so that's one of the big ones. It's not right for my business. But I think going off that is that if you have like a kind of a boring niche, like you know, say some kind of physician, like like they may not be on Facebook in the mindset as when they're on the job working, but you know, they're probably Sunday when they're having a coffee, you know, they're on Facebook talking to their friends. So like they're still on there. It's just that maybe the context when people say it's not right for the business, it's not like, you know, they're at work on Facebook, but on the leisure time, that's when kind of you got to get your content in your ads in front of them with the right angle too. So uh, to riff off that, the second thing a lot of people were telling me is they don't want to waste their money. They don't want to put up an ad and it not be profitable. And I guess I have, I have two comments on that. The first is hopefully within this little YouTube live video, we'll be able to kind of talk about how to not waste money. But second, pretty much 99% of marketing, and I think Terry, you'd agree that 99% of marketing, you're gonna lose money at first. It's about yeah. figuring out, yeah. So it's like, figure out what works, put more money into that, and then use a little bit more money to experiment and kind of keep going down. The, the funnel. thing is you can control how much you wanna lose too, whether it's like a lifetime budget of say $20 for a campaign or like $5 a day or $3 a day. I mean, you don't even get much data, but at least, you know, it's not like you just give them a blank credit card and they just charge anything you want too. Yeah. So we'll, we can dive into the, I'll go ahead and do the screen share right now. So let's do that and pulling that up. Uh, should be here. Let me know when you guys can see my screen. Yeah. Got it. Perfect. Okay. So it might look slightly different when you're first starting out. If you don't have any ads, I'll, I'll show you what it looks like there. But this is kind of the back end of the dashboard of ads manager. We'll also go over power editor later. Power editor is, you can do some fancier stuff, but ads manager, let's let's start here. So I think the first thing I would do if you're creating a new, a new ad, you're gonna have to create a campaign. And the way it works is within a campaign, there's an ad set, you can actually see it here. Within a campaign, there's ad sets. So you could have one campaign with five ad sets, and each of those ad sets could potentially have, you know, five ads for a total of 25 ads within a campaign. Does that, does that make sense, I think? Yeah. You got to dig around this a little bit because the way you set it up is you don't really know it for you guys got to like get used to it. Like basically like yeah. campaigns, like what do you want to do? Ad set is like, all right, let's define what you want to do. And then ads are like the actual ads that people show and then grouped within ad sets that are under a campaign basically. Exactly. And so when you're first starting your ad, you might get a screen that looks a little, or you're, you're a new account. You might get a screen that looks a little bit more like this um, with, what do you want to ask, you know, what's your marketing objective? They try to make it as simple as possible. I already have some saved audiences, but we'll try to do this from scratch just because not everyone's going to have a saved audience. And this is where it starts to get really important, deciding who you're going to target. And one of the things I recommend before you figure out this stuff is really sit down and create avatars for your business. And Terry, do you want to talk a little bit, like do you have any avatars uh, like, have you created avatars for yeah. your... Yeah, one thing starter? also is that the targeting options will differ depending on your country. I guess you guys are on the U.S., that's fine. But if you're overseas, uh, some things like finances, I see you have income. I actually don't have that overseas uh, for some reason. Oh, really? So it's based, yeah, some of it's a little bit different. I think just because the data they can map with Facebook uh, is different. But So I guess like audiences um, kind of within that overarching thing is that uh, if you're a Facebook pixel, is on your site and you save that as an audience, this is where you can choose them. 
or you could just create your own based off you know age location language do they have kids or not are they newly married do they have a pet do they not have a pet do they travel are they engaged are they newly single like like pretty much everything you can think of is almost there even like if they have a birthday coming up um, you know are they parents with kids over 10 years old 20 years old what generations they are like there's a lot a lot of things you can do and the, I guess a couple months ago they added exclusions so it used to be like uh, I guess if you liked um, what's like a like NBA versus LeBron versus some really niche player on a team like you used to be able to only do and this and that but now you can exclude people I mean because LeBron kind of is like I guess like a very you know around the globe like a very well-known name but a real basketball person would really know Steph Curry too I guess more than someone that only knows LeBron and doesn't really watch the sport too so okay in terms of like intensity you can narrow it down by having two filters so like for me mm -hmm. it's like animal shelter and they like you know some brand of pet food that only someone with a pet would know basically right then right. you know you're much more targeted that way too than just someone who likes dogs in general okay I, I get what you're saying yeah that's actually yeah you're right that's a newer feature that I've when I first found out about Facebook ads I was like why don't they have this feature for instance I might want someone actually nothing's coming to mind right now I'll think of something later I'm sure but yeah but it's like uh, say like for your situation people that like yoga clothing versus people that also like yoga clothing and like this national dance competition that's a big event in your industry like the people that like both of those will be much more targeted than just a general dance clothing niche too is what you can oh, do now yeah I could even say I want someone that likes two of my competitors because that means that they didn't just accidentally click the like button they didn't just they're, they're obviously really into the dance world so someone that likes discount dance and capizio yeah, so. yeah it's like it would be the rule is like what do people in your only people in your niche know that most people wouldn't know is that what you're trying to looking for essentially exactly yeah so this is the area we we're talking about creating the custom audience or adding the custom audiences you can see let's see blog audience these are people I have a pixel on my blog and there's been about 4,500 people in the last month that have come onto my blog I could just target them by doing that these are a couple different ones I also have a look-alike one and the look-alike audience is let's say I have a list of I think I think it has to be at least 200 emails but let's say I have a list of 2,000 emails just to make it easy of customers that have bought from me. I can add that to Facebook and say, hey, make a quote-unquote look-alike audience from this. And that look-alike audience would say, all right, here's a million people that have similar interests to those 2,000 people that you uploaded. And then I can target those, that quote-unquote look-alike audience and narrow it down further so that it's as tightly targeted as possible. And what I mean by that is like, I could say, okay, cool, thanks Facebook for this million person lookalike audience, but I only want women 56 to 64 that also have all these demographics we'll talk about in just a second. Yeah, I think the way it works is they're basically taking those emails, cross-checking it with their user base, and then within those users looking for like, I think there's like five or six points of overlapping interests, and then they're making this into like a little bucket for you to then sift through again to narrow it down further. Yep. So, all right. So, I'll, I'll continue. The next thing is locations. Obviously, you can pick the different locations. Let's say I wanted to include the UK, which I don't because I only sell the US, but just to give you an idea of how it works. From there, the age, pretty, pretty obvious and self-explanatory. Pick what age range you want. Pick the gender, languages. I usually just leave this blank because I'm doing in the United States, and I figure most people in the United States do speak English. 
if you wanted to be even more specific, you could add English in there. Yeah. I don't usually even do. Have you, do you mess yeah. with that I usually, language? I usually do it just because you get travelers. So like you, you see above and everyone, I would actually do people living in the United States just because travelers, I don't want travelers to see my ad. And also I, I would do English oh, yeah. US because, you know, I don't know if UK people buy dancer, but maybe some do, but it just lets me filter out a little bit. I mean, it's fine. I don't know if it's going to make a huge difference for you, um, but yeah. it depends on your market. Like if you're targeting travelers in a location, it makes sense. Because uh, like what happens is I live in Vietnam. I get Vietnamese ads a lot and I'm like, dude, you guys need to exclude English speakers because we can't understand your ad and you're wasting money on us, basically. True. Yeah, this one's so targeted, it didn't make a difference, yeah. but you're right, normally I should. So like the, the potential reach is 4,900 people if I have everyone, and then people who live in this location still 4,900 people, yeah. but that's a good tip. Yeah. yeah. So this is where it starts to get fun. So I'm going to delete all these and redo them. So basically here is the demographics. Oh, actually, this is a perfect example of what we were talking about before. So the demographics financial income, I put in here people that make over $50,000 basically. So I included the bucket of 50 to 75,000 all the way up to over 500,000 and the way you could do that. So let me just uh demographics. Actually, it'd be easier to do it down here. And then so I said people that make over $50,000 and they must also match at least one of the following. They must also like one of my competitor brands. So I just listed all my competitor brands. And then I could, if I wanted to, which I wouldn't, narrow it even further and say they must also match one of the following. And I can decide between interests, demographics, behaviors, a few other things. So let's say dance. Say I wanted them to like dance, for instance. Yeah. Well, I guess the other thing too is like as you're narrowing people down, you should look at your audience size. Like you're at like a, what, 4,900? Like it's a really yeah. tiny audience. That's that really that tiny. is a really tiny yeah. audience. So it's like... And I, I, I did that on purpose for this one just because I wanted to check the different age ranges and I don't want to waste money, but you're right. Yeah. Like, I think the rule of thumb is they say, what, under 10,000 is a good start? But if you're like a half a million, you should probably narrow it down a little bit more because you're going to spend a lot of money on random impressions that may or may not be the right people. So, yeah. And I've heard some people say even at half a million is good, but I think when you're first starting out, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Start off is with anything. It's like start off as targeted as possible and then from there you can go farther out. Yeah. But I guess if you're like at, at a big company with an ad budget you have to blow. It's kind of different. But I think most of us, it's our own company's money and we don't want to just go nuts with all this ad stuff starting out. So that is it. I'm just going to go ahead and click the update button. Oh yeah. And one thing you missed on the connection type, you can exclude people that like your page. So people who already like you, um, you don't run ads against them too much because if they see your own posts and your sponsored posts, it can kind of clutter their newsfeed too in some ways. Yep. Yep. I, let's see if I can. Oops. Oh, you got to restart again because you pressed back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm just going to add the ad set name is test ad set. Yeah. And one thing with like the naming, like with your campaign and ad sets, I would think of a system when you're naming it because you're going to make a random name like test one, two, three and then three months later you're like, what was I thinking? Like what was this ad for and what was I trying to do? So probably have right. like a system of like the date, objective and like maybe version of the campaign so you can track, you know, as you make a change you can turn off the old one, turn on the new one and then you can compare them because otherwise it's going to be in the same ad set and then you got to compare, pull the data out separately to like compare them. See, I can look at what I've done. I've done different things in the past, and I'm, I'm still playing around with what my optimal way of 
doing it is there we go that account so I what I've done before is I've had campaigns named basically with the objective that I want so like this campaign was seven ways to DIY video this actually might not be the perfect example we'll see and then within the ad sets I had dance teachers by job titles all dance studio owners uh, competitor or they people that like our, my competitors that are women 46 to 55 so I totally agree I try to make it as obvious as possible so when I see the ad set I know oh okay that's what they that's what they're looking for yeah and like housekeeping wise once you're done with the ad set you turn it off it stays there so like it gets really cluttered if you don't have it named correctly you just have all like 20 yeah. ad sets named randomly and you don't know which one's what yeah no absolutely so let's see here Instagram. Oh yeah, Instagram is something I have not played with. Have you played with that at all, Terry? No. Doing Instagram ads? I'm not going to. I haven't heard that many people get good results. So on, there's. I guess the first thing is select a page post. So we did a. We're going to promote a page post. So I can decide between a few different ones. Let's say I want to do this one, for instance. This is where you can make a new post too. You can use an existing or make a new one too. This is where yeah. you actually do it. Yeah, I for this example, I was just doing uh, boosting a previous one. Yeah. But you're exactly right. Like, I think because this campaign campaign. To, oh yeah, create a new ad. So I'll just finish this up really quick, and then I'll show you how to create a new ad. But I really like desktop newsfeed, uh, mobile newsfeed as well. I'd uncheck Instagram. Oh, it can't be used because the the image type. Yeah. But I'd also I'd uncheck this. Which for some reason right now it's not letting me do. Usually you don't have you audience network on yours. I don't see it here. That's right. Yeah, so audience network is kind of like their own AdSense. Maybe you've seen it. Like, I tried it once. I got a ton of clicks, but I heard it was all like misclicks. Like it's basically not like good traffic. It's like people that accidentally click it in the app or something like that, and then they just leave right away because there was like a ninety percent bounce rate on that traffic. So. If uh, so, let's go ahead and show like how to create a new ad. So just in case you don't have any post to boost and just go like I said I really like videos you can try slideshows as well slideshows really work well for e-commerce if you have multiple products you want to show different slideshows videos are great because like I was talking about earlier you get a you get someone's attention for a few minutes and then images are kind of the classic one they do have free stock images available which I don't hugely recommend but if you need to you obviously you can the dimensions that you can you can see there 1200 by 628 I don't have um, I don't have my images I have a few images right now that aren't perfect dimensions so I'll just use that as an example I have one here that's 600 by 315 which was the old size I'm sure I have the 1200 by 628 somewhere but before this call I couldn't find it so I just said nah I think they changed the text requirement so it used to be 20% right I think it's a little bit different. I, don't, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I saw an article on that last week. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. so they, they did change that. And what I heard, though, is basically they'll penalize you. If you're above 20%, they're, gonna they're not going to show your ad to as many people, and it's going to uh -huh. be more expensive. Yeah. So it's smart. It's really smart of Facebook to do, but from what I've heard, all the Facebook experts say that you should still keep it at 20% or below. So if you're a newer person to Facebook ads there's you don't have this issue like you can just put up any image but it's going to be more expensive so it's smart on Facebook's end because it's going to get people in the door it's going to get small businesses 
spending more money with them, but I think for 99% of marketers, there's at least from what I've heard, they're still going to try to keep yeah, 20% Yeah, you see your alert on the bottom of your screen? Your ads reach may be lower because you have too much text. Yep. Right? Yeah, I see. Which is BS because <laughs> I've tested this. The, yeah, you only have the logo there. It's kind of weird. I think the algorithm yeah. is not that smart too when it does it. No, it's, it's not. I've gotten flagged so many times for different things. And they have a chat uh, that during, I think like, I forget the exact hours, but it doesn't show up all the time, I've noticed. But they have a chat that you can go into. If, if you talk about, I think it's business, Facebook business ads. I'll show I'll show that later. Yeah. But anyways, so let's say, I'll just go ahead and place order here just so we can get this started. Yeah. Well, if you're not boosting posts, here's where you can change the title and like the display URL oh. of your ad. It's kind of like where you can customize it, but he's just boosting a post here, so you can't really do as much as you can if you're making a new ad, but that's kind of where it all looks like on someone's news feed, basically. Well, yeah, actually on this one, you're, this was supposed to be a new ad, so you're right, we can change it here. Yeah. So let's say test one, two, three. It's supposed to, it'll, it'll change in a second. Good catch. Test one, two, three, which would not be a good one to have. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll just, I'll just put dance clothing. Yeah, I don't know if it's just me, but I found quotes work pretty well. Like if you have a customer testimonial in a quote. Okay. Um, you know. But uh, you got to test test this stuff too, depending on what you're doing. Yeah. So that that can be really helpful. Uh, so the other one to do is the video ads, like we said. And if you're going to do the video ads, I'd recommend having the link here. So I might do... Let's go to... just to get something. You don't have oh. the place to change your display URL here. I don't see it. Maybe it's yeah, a power this... editor. It's, I don't know. Because usually under the ad, there'll be like vdancer.com and you can add like what to, what to make that look like too. Because if you're using like a UTM link that's really long, this is where you can like cloak it uh, and make it look a little bit better. Hmm. Yeah, so I've, I've seen some people on Kickstarter do these ads where it's like kickstarter.com and then it's like over 100,000 raised in like the display URL. They're using like that for more ad copy instead of just like a URL. It's kind of smart too. So maxing out the real estate. So I'll go ahead and place order just so we can get this moving along. You make sure to turn it off because uh, I will. Yeah. Because it's not very good. Usually it only takes like five minutes to get approved, if not shorter. So I'm just going to read some of the, I've been, I've been avoiding the chat just because my sound was messing me up, but I'm just going to go through the chat. Um, Morning Blue, Ads Mobile Direct. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Sandbox with Cover. Got a lot of different people. So some of the stuff that's going on in the chat. That, this, is that Terry from Build My Online Store? This is Terry uh, yes, that's from me. Build My <laughs> Yeah. Not, not me. Sorry for the confusion. Um, see what else we got going on if so great podcast Terry's giving you some props thank you so add add mobile direct was talking about you can build a custom audience according to the length of time uh, on site and percentage of page scrolled which is great stuff to know here I am recording this just to let you know sandbox with cover 
Yeah, you can also do it by URL visited or URL did not visit. So if someone visited like a certain product page but did not make it to checkout, you can run ads based on that product. Uh, or if they checked out, you can have a customer list, maybe like your thank you page, uh, or you can kind of get creative with that stuff too. So, yeah. But it's like one thing so, I, was, I want to talk with Travis about is that the way Facebook tracks the attribution, there's an attribution window for your ad. So like if someone clicks an ad today, uh, I think the default is 28 days. So like if someone clicks an ad, goes home, forgets about it, comes back two weeks later, and buys from you, Facebook will still count that as a conversion, whereas like analytics doesn't. And what I had an issue with one store was that we had mismatched data because Facebook was over-reporting it versus analytics where it's much more direct. Like someone clicks a UTM link, they make it to checkout. So that's like a very direct flow where Facebook is more open with how they do it. And I think you can choose one day, seven day or 28 days as of now. Um, so like when you're running your ads, um, just kind of keep that in mind too. Like you're gonna have some reporting issues too. So like what we did was we looked at Shopify cause Shopify tracks what comes from Facebook too. And then you just cross check all three to see, you know, are they actually kind of matching up? pretty much within the same ballpark. Because if you're running, you know, Facebook's over-reporting your data, but you're actually not getting the sales, you can actually lose a lot of money really fast too. So FYI. Yeah, that's that's true. So yeah, you definitely have to be really yeah, careful. because we're logging in. We spent like $200 in a week and we made, it showed 1500 in sales on Facebook. I was like, that, that did not happen like within like five days. So we went through and like kind of had to dig through. I don't know why it's reporting that way, but it's just kind of interesting that uh, we had to double check that too, so. Yep. So I'm going to quickly go back to some of the questions and then we'll go back into the screen share and dive in. So Chase TaxPro, I'm assuming TaxPro is not the real last name. He basically asked, I help people save money on taxes, make money in their retirement accounts, and travel the world for close to free. Um, would that even basically, would Facebook ads even basically catch their attention? My advice, and I think Terry you'd agree on this, is give some, give away some kind of lead magnet or maybe have a video. Have like a five minute or actually probably even shorter, like a one to two minute video saying like, hey, give them some really valuable piece of knowledge that they'd want to share. Like here's, what's the number one tip you would have for somebody in that situation, someone in your target demographic say, if you do these three things, you'll be able to travel the world, all this kind of stuff for free. And one thing I see a lot of internet marketers make a mistake on is they want to save their best stuff. I think the really smart ones give away their best stuff and then say, by the way, if you're interested, uh, you can download my book, download my PDF, and then exchange, get them to exchange their email for this PDF. And then from there, you can kind of get them into your process and actually get them to purchase your services. I think one thing is that if you look at the way people over 40 use Facebook and the way people under 40, everyone's like, 20 year olds are like, man, 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 they like go through that. But like, you know, I look at my mom, she just started using it. And she's like, oh, like she's really slow. Like she actually like kind of reads the post. So I think there's a more opportunity there if you can figure out your ads for, you know, an older demographic in some ways too. So yeah, yeah it's definitely true. Yeah. Um, and also I think Morning Blue was saying too that it depends on the the targeting. I totally agree with that. You yeah, obviously exactly. need to get, get yeah. your targeting down as much as possible. Yeah. I mean, you could target people that are like grandparents probably, or have kids, you know, married at least X amount of years, like have kids over X amount of years. I think that's in demographics. You kind of play with that, uh, but you just, like, off the top of my head, I can't really think of anything because I don't really know that demographic that well too, so. I mean, you could do people that like older celebrities from that generation. I mean, that's an idea you can target. Um, 
you know, got to get creative with that too. I'm reading now. Sorry, I guess the Facebook screen wasn't shown. I think, Terry, I was showing your beautiful face instead for a little bit. Uh, yeah, and Morning Blue, thanks. I think you were... <laughs> I didn't get that far in the comments. It looked like you were already giving that advice. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Some banter going back and forth. So ROI on Facebook ads, it's changed. I've stopped running them over summer for my business personally. Uh, sandbox with cover. I've During summer, I don't get good ROI on Facebook ads because nobody's buying dance clothing. I've had better ROI. Basically, the way I've personally made money off of it is targeting dance studios, trying to get, or dance instructors, people that are going to buy a lot, getting their email, and then putting them in my email funnel and making money. Um, the ROI, I'd have to look up the exact numbers, but it's actually, it's, it's been pretty decent if I target the dance studios. If I target individual dancers, it's not good, basically. Yeah, I tried retargeting for this one store. Uh, we tried 28 days previously visited the site and it was horrible. And then we changed it to like the last one to four days and, and it's doing pretty awesome too. So I think for like every dollar, every $10 we spend, we get around like 40 back so you know it's, it's just 40 in sales but there's also profit margins to that so it ends up being like you know one to two basically so you know it's not bad but i think these ads also get fatigued out really fast like it starts out really doing well and then as people see it over and over again you gotta like change your copy change your images and kind of refresh the ad a little bit too because uh, people get ad fatigued out eventually too yep and just really quick before we go back to the screen share is anybody that's actually on the call um, have any questions? Like Chris, Greg, I'm, that one? Nope. All right, we'll, we'll get back into it. And one last thing I saw here, I think, um, who asked? Basically, uh, Add Mobile Direct asked, can you target via education level and school as well? Yeah. Yes, you, you can could do can. by job uh, title too, or a company name, yep. company industry. Yeah. So if you want to run it against like people that work at banks, you just enter like Bank of America, JP Morgan, everything, just go down the list and then you'll get all the employees there too. So that's pretty so cool. So here I'll go back to sh sharing the screen here. Just give me a second. All right. Can you guys see the screen? It's slowly loading up. All right. Can you guys see it, Terry? Yep. All right. So the first thing is this little blue bar here. I'm going to toggle this off because I don't want this campaign, this test one, two, three running. I think I'll show a couple cool features in here. So as you can see, because it is summer, I turned off a lot of my campaigns. But one of the cool things you can do is you can actually filter campaigns. So this we were talking about later, or we were talking about earlier that it gets really Packed. There's there's a lot of different campaigns and stuff going on yeah. in here. Actually, before you go there, uh, as you guys are seeing this window, you see the different columns. Uh, you can customize this based off what's important to you. And if you want Facebook ads to take your order data from your shopping cart, uh, you need to set it up correctly with your shopping cart so that on the checkout page, uh, it spits the value of your order value into Facebook. Otherwise, if you just get like see clicks, like you're not going to know how many are converting. Uh, without defining that uh, value too, so FYI. So you go to like see columns performance, if you click that, there's like a custom option. Uh, it's Travis, see customize columns, then you can save it as whatever 
to this user basically you can choose the whole list of everything and basically um, once you link your facebook data on the shopping cart to spit out the cart order value dollar value then this is where you can click that column and then actually have it saved so you know how much you're getting on each ad but then like i said earlier sometimes it reports it it over reports it so you gotta like cross check with your analytics and your shopping cart to make sure you know facebook is actually attributing the right data because if they over report it this is where you can make some bad decisions too yeah so there's a lot of different data they give you here we can see I mean, I could scroll down. We could talk about all of these, yeah, but I think we'd just, be here. You got to look through this on your own too. But usually, the big ones are like impression, reach, you know, converted value, which is the shopping cart, uh, conversions, and then like the total spend and stuff like that too. So maybe, yeah, maybe we can just talk quickly about some of the more common ones. Obviously, delivery is campaign name first. That's pretty self-explanatory. Delivery is whether or not it's actually active. The results, so this was a conversion campaign, so I got 116 conversions from it. This is actually my remarketing campaign, which if you're in e-commerce, I highly, highly recommend setting up remarketing. And you can all you have to do is put a pixel on your e-commerce website, and then the, it's actually maybe, I shouldn't say all you can do, have to do is, yeah. part of the first step is to put the pixel on your e-commerce website, then go in and start a remarketing ad. Um, I can show in another video basically how to do that. But then I also say... If people get to my thank you page, they've converted. And stop showing them remarketing. Take them out of that, the remarketing target group. So this shows the number of results. I've gotten 116 conversions from it. So also someone earlier asked my ROI from Facebook ads. Remarketing has been amazing. It's about $5 per conversion. My average order value is about $90. So that ROI is really good. That's remarketing now. Yeah. Um, what I said earlier about... Uh, setting up your conversion value is where you'll see the ROI here in its own tab, but uh, Travis doesn't have his on his screen yet right now. So, because uh, if you look at 116 oh. results, like you don't know what the total dollar is, so that's why you want that shopping cart data to be spitting it back to Facebook, uh, essentially. Okay, yeah, I don't have that set up. Uh, amount, uh, so cost. Also, you can see here, like for instance, another example is 95 cents per lead form filled. So there's 95 cents per email, which is a pretty good deal for me because these are highly targeted emails. These are like dance studio owners, which are my ideal customers. These are people that buy thousands and thousands of dollars every year with me. So a dollar per email is pretty good. Uh, amount spent, self-explanatory. You can also set an end date. Some of these I've done that for. This one I did. I don't always. Frequency is an interesting one. It's basically how many times have people within your ad set target seen the ad? So this means that people that I'm showing these ads to on average have seen it 4.28 times. And if that starts to get too high, like this one got too high, so you might want to shut it down or lower the budget just because you don't want to show people the same ad over and over and over again. It becomes less and less effective every time they see it. Yeah, and that's a element of impression. So impressions is basically frequency, what Travis talked about, multiplied by your reach, which is how many people see it. So you see like 50,000 impressions divided by 4.26. That's like, what, uh, 15, 13,000 people that it's within this audience that have seen it. So they, basically this is how that, those numbers relate to each other in some ways yep. too. Because impression doesn't tell you how many times each person sees it. That's what frequency tells you. But frequency doesn't tell you how many people are seeing it X amount of times. And that's how all these three are related essentially too. 
So ads, uh, Ad Mobile Direct just said uh, you can use your buyer audience from the pixel as an exclusion audience. I Yeah, so that's something I've definitely, certain of my ads I do that for. Basically, anybody that's bought in from me, I have a... I have them in a special audience, and I say, anybody that's bought from me, do not show ads. Though certain ads I do show to them, like maybe 30 days later I'll show them an ad, or I'll try to get them to like my page or come back and buy things. It depends on what you're selling. If you're selling a product that someone only wants to buy once, then then do that, like exclude them. But if it's a product where you might get repeat customers, someone that's just bought from you might be someone that you want to target even more heavily. So great tip. Um, you can also change the frequency in the ad. That's actually something I didn't know. Terry, are you, do you know how to do that? Uh, I don't think so. If uh, add, add Mobile Direct, if you want to type out how to do that, I'll show it here in the screen as well. All right, so let's go into impressions. Impressions is basically just how many times your ad has been shown. So this ad has been shown 61,830 times. Social reach, the number of people your ad was shown to with social information. For example, if three people see an ad two times each, that says uh, that says a friend likes your page, it counts as, a, as three social reaches. Okay. So then so that's, that's like social unique, reach. It's like unique reach, I guess, or... Yeah, yeah I'm not... I'll, I'll have to reread that one later. Yeah. And then actions is basically... it. Actions includes everything from a like, a comment, to someone clicking on your ad. It's basically someone just interacting with your ad. So I'll, I'll pause really quick. Nathan just asked a question. He said, we have a long lead time. We use uh, Improvely to track sales. We had a few sales over the last couple of weeks that came from people who clicked our Facebook ads in April but didn't buy until now. Okay, so that's that's some good something interesting. Uh, I believe it is in the area when setting up your budget. Okay. Let's see if I can find this really quick. Yeah, because budgets you can choose lifetime or daily, I believe. And lifetime is if you have from like a two-week campaign, you just basically set an end date in a certain dollar amount. And the Facebook will divide it by the amount of days and then run the ads based on that. Or you just have it ongoing too. I'll pull it up in the power editor because uh, I want to show that next. Actually, I'll show the search and filters really quick. And then we'll pull up power editor because... Add mobile direct. That, that might be a power editor thing. I could be completely wrong there. Um, let's go back to this. Oh, you can name your Facebook accounts too. You see those numbers like seven one two six. Like you can name that oh, right. based on your organization. Because if you, cause sometimes like I have like five accounts for some reason. Like I, I don't know why. And I change the ones I don't use to deactivate it so I don't click in and waste my time on an ad account that's inactive. Good advice. All right, so the search. So we can just search. Like let's say I wanted to say DIY. One of my campaigns has DIY in it. It'll pull up just the ones that have the word DIY in there. So it's pretty... Pretty cool feature, especially when this starts to get really bloated. Search by campaign name, ad set name, ad name, campaign ID, all that fun stuff. And then filters, filter by objective. So let's say I just wanted ones that were clicks to website. It would just show these campaigns were set up to be clicks to website. So you can play with that. There's a bunch of different options here. But that becomes very handy. And then finally, 
you can show stats. So I'm showing lifetime stats for my account, but you can show stats over last seven days, last 30 days, however you want. So let's jump into the power editor. Second here. So you go up here and click on power editor. Power editor is the more advanced. Like you can do a lot of cool stuff with power editor that you cannot do with the typical one. And you need Google Chrome for this too. You can't use Safari or uh, Firefox for this. Yeah, yeah, you need to use Chrome. So Greg just asked, um, are you gonna are you doing both Facebook ads and email marketing with offers for your past customers? Email marketing with offers for sure, for me personally, for past customers. So basically if someone hasn't bought in from me, this is different depending on what your uh, market is in your industry, but if someone hasn't bought in from me in let's say 90 days, I might send them a coupon. So the way it would work is let's say the average person buys every 60 days from me, then I know at 90 days if they still haven't bought in, I'm gonna send them a coupon. and. Because they, they, I might have lost them as a customer, so to entice them to come back, I'll do that.